Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. Excited to have you along for the ride with us this evening, episode number 412 on deck. One number short of the one that I've been waiting 412 episodes for, just because we get to make all these jokes about 413 engines. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, two weeks ago was Knoxville, so that made it (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two weeks ago, you missed out. Oh, no, it was one week ago, wasn't it? Yeah. One week ago. I I wasn't here last week. Uh, Did you have fun dumping fuel? No, I can't no, believe you got the race in. No, yeah, oh man, it was. You know what? <laughs> I got to be politically correct about this. Um, uh oh, Canada was fast like it used to be. Yep. I was talking about Weedsport though, because oh, Weedsport? Weedsport was the night that the, Weedsport, Weedsport was the night that we had the show. Is a beautiful facility, other than the track. Yeah. <laughs> if they filled it with water and put fish in it, it'd make a nice fishing pond. Okay. But <laughs> okay. We got there and legitimately probably 18 inches up from the inside wall 18 inches up there was brown yeah everything else was black when we got there so yeah not real fun it is what it is it is what it is i guess i guess so that's where we're at but we're at. uh yep so we're we're trudging on paul reynolds has joined us here in the studio excited to have paul here to hang out and talk a little bit about uh making the trip up to sandy creek and getting heat win number one right yep first one and then fourth in the feature yes with Mad Dog? No, no, no Mad Dog. Lie about it. Sure, <laughs> Mad Dog. Sure. <laughs> His dad didn't punch anybody, so it was a good night. Yeah, great night. <laughs> is that, is that, I, don't, I don't even. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we've got a, we got a, we got a ton, of, ton of jumping off points to get to here as we work through it. The uh, Unified Point Series had two shows since last time we were on. Uh, Frankie Guy and Hardcore, they had a show since last time we were on. They're creeping towards um, their, their two crown jewels. The, the Labor Day Lockdown show is going to be coming up around the bend. We'll likely be talking to those guys next week. And then Final Confrontation is set for October. We'll be diving into that a little bit. Uh, Brian was, uh-oh, we've lost everything. There it goes. We're back. Uh, Darren Brown celebrating a birthday today. Mike Ernst, Matt Ertman, pretty uh, pretty popular day for um, a bunch of the Derby friends around the country. So that was good. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Matt Ertman is into every business in the world at the moment. Like he's got the trucking business. He has opened a uh, truck repair shop. He is him and another buddy opened a uh, dart or not a dart, an axe throwing facility. Um. I missed that one. Yeah. I I, I'm not really sure at what point. Up. At what point do you decide, you know what am I really missing in my life is an axe throwing facility. Yeah, like I think it's like a restaurant, but like part of the appeal is like you can go and like they have like contests throwing axes. Sure. Like at the uh, Renaissance, Renaissance Festival. Yes. Thanks, Paul. Um, but that, and then he is also, last year he started doing guided whitetail hunts. So I don't know when he's got time to do anything else, but. Pretty busy, pretty busy dude. Um, 
Isn't there a place up in Rochester that's kind of similar to that? They smash have, or they something? Have a smash. That's Smash Room, I think it's called, where you could go up. You could tell them like what what you want to break, and they you go up there and they put you in a room, and you just beat the bejesus out of stuff. Really sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> really sounds like a good time. <laughs> so I was uh, I was riding in this morning and or this afternoon, and um, I I got some news that the new studio is coming together. Sweet. And this is a, a great opportunity to let you know, Brian, yes. that uh, we're going to move more towards what the Sirius XM formats are, like the NASCAR show. So so we're going to need to find a way to fill four-hour blocks now. All right. I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you <laughs> you remember just, once. You just rolled with it. <laughs> we once did a show in Kentucky that lasted roughly two days. So I'm sure you and I can fill four hours. <laughs> I think we could. I think that'd be pretty I, easy, bud. But uh, the... Everything is under lock and key, so it must be a lot more of that stuff has been moved in there. I saw that the, the big desk was moved out, so I'm, I'm looking Very forward cool. to getting it. I was, I was excited that. when you took me down, I don't know, a couple months ago and showed me where everything's yeah. going to be. And it's, you know, they, Finger Lakes 1 has really done, I mean, like we came in here when they got the new, you know, the new cameras and the new, the new displays and everything, and just, you know, everything looks so good. And then, uh, you know, Jim has taken it up another level with the, with the new, uh, new studio, so... Um, you know, obviously, there's some new recording equipment in there too. So I don't really know what that's going to be, but there's sure, going to be. I'm sure, he'll be back out on the the sports tour. This this. Well, those new tech, those new tech cameras that were hanging around here mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. they're going to have like a main hub for production, and oh, they're really? going to be like two different sets. And some of the stuff is going to be based on those those remote cameras, which is going to be awesome. We got a couple of those that we got one of those that's going to get deployed here before too long. We just got to find a safe place for it to set up. Because that's I've heard rumors about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Little by little, we'll get there. But uh, uh, Dylan Goodwin checking in. Frankie guys in the chat. So um, we, we were talking a little bit about Paul Reynolds joining us here. Paul's making the trip in first heat win, um, and I think that's one of the one of the few bright lights, uh, uh, the high points, as it were, from from what happened up there. But but Paul was able to make the trip, and you found it okay. Yeah. I get yeah, it was pretty easy right off uh, 81. wasn't too hard. No, he might come in here today. Oh, here, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I screwed up. Yeah, Brian you do? I, I said, told I, me the wrong floor. I, I said wrong. I said second floor instead of third. I mean, I've only been coming here five or six years. <laughs> I come walking up to – well, first, um, the guy, that, the custodian that works here, I was talking with him, and really nice guy. And uh, He asked about you. Yeah. I said, is, uh, I, said is my, I said, I heard you got the elevator fixed. Yeah, but, man, it, it bounces a little. And I said, what do you think? I said, should I take the stairs? And, yeah, you better take the stairs. He goes, he goes, but he goes, if you got stuck in the elevator, you just do the podcast from there. And I laughed. I said, all right, buddy, I'm going up. So I got to the second floor and I looked. I'm like, huh, must be I told Paul Michael to go to the second floor. So, you know, I'm clo- closing in on 50. So senility is probably setting in. So I apologize for that. So, uh, but no, it's um, Chris mentioned uh, Paul. I, Paul Michael is what I call him because I've known his dad literally forever and he's Paul as well. Um, but Paul Michael is one of the, the young guys in the area that uh, run a – how many years have been running now? Six, five, six? Ten. Ten? Yep. Get out! Yeah. Oh, my God. 37. Now. Christ. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's had a lot of good runs. I mean, you're, you got, a, what, a third at Waterloo, your first or second year there, something crazy like that? First year at Waterloo, I got second. Second year, I took third, and then I've been chasing it yeah. ever since. You know, and – It's funny how that works. His yeah. his dad <laughs> his dad derbied a couple times back in the day. Um good builder good driver um he had some some health issues so he had to retire um 
His dad's a little bit of a cheater, but we won't go there. Um, uh, he, he, just, <laughs> he just tries harder. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I will say once, and I'm sure he's listening, um, I, and I won't say what car it was in, but I was out in a feature once at Waterloo, and um, a car that Paul was fairly responsible for helping to build, um, eventually a bumper got knocked off it. And strangely enough, there was this piece of steel, I don't know, 18 inches maybe, sticking out of the front of the frame. And I asked him, I said, how'd that get there? I, I don't know. It must have been an extra mount or something. But, Which direction um, did it go? Was it across behind the bumper? Or was no, it, it was into the frame. Was, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, but I've known Paul forever. He always stops when we're working at my dad's and shoots the breeze. And, um, and for me personally, uh, the highlight of Paul Michael getting his first win um, his dad was live streaming, going there, you know, Facebook Live, and to hear the excitement and the, you could hear how proud he was in his voice. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. Um, like I said, I've known Paul, Paul's dad, forever. Um, he actually graduated high school with my brother, and you know, I've I've known Paul Michael since you know he was very young, and he actually works. We work together now, and um, you know, to, to see that, to hear that, you know, it, it, how much it meant, you know, it, it really. You know, it, it reminded me what Derby's about, you know, bringing, bringing a family together and father and son having a great day like that. And, uh, you know, Paul Michael did a great job. Um, you know, Paul, Paul Michael is a very good driver, um, good builder, uh, just has some luck, man. It's that hometown fair. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to get over. And, I mean, he, Paul's traveled. He's been to, he ran BMP last year, right? A few times, yeah. Yeah, he, when, when COVID was kicking, he, he went all the way down to Pennsylvania, ran a couple shows down there, um, done a little traveling around here. So, He's definitely been out and ventured, um, so it was great to see him go out and, and pick that up. And then, uh, you know, and I believe Adrian Gilbert was in your feature, right? Yeah, he took second. Yeah, so, I mean, Adrian Gilbert, we've talked about him that's a couple Adrian's, times. That's he's, Adrian's hometown fair, yeah, I believe, right? Yeah. He, he's a pretty good derby driver, so, I mean, he was out there bagging around with some, some pretty good guys, so. Yeah, I was excited to share the, the track with him. Yeah. So, the uh, it, it was great to see, you know, like I said, so. Um, I asked Paul if he wanted to come on, and he was he was pretty excited. So, so take us through it. I mean, it's it, it's so much so much luck is involved with it. Things have got to go your way. You got the heat win, which is which is nice to get that out of the way. And, and does that end up setting the stage for for momentum? You know, once you get the first one, and I know it's not I know it's not the feature. The features have been elusive, but what you're kind of knocking on the door with fourths and seconds and thirds and stuff over ten years was is this is this is this the beginning of good things? I really hope so. Um, that derby in Sandy Creek was the first time, most, most of the time I run, it's always like a, a one-and-done heat. And this time they actually ran heats for uh, four cylinders. And uh, I thought, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it back out in the feature because my car was pretty thrashed after the heat. Yeah. And I put stock tires back on it, and actually I was with uh, Zach Herman up there, and he said, you know, you're going to run this thing anywhere else? And probably not. This car's toast. And he's like, you might as well bring it back out and try. And I went out there, and I got way more out of it than I thought I was, I was going to. How did Zach do? Um, that's a sore subject. He was involved in the V8. Ah, yeah. Okay. It was okay. <laughs> kind of a disaster. Just, um, but, no, so it was uh, – and The dust has settled from that. Just, Paul Michael, uh, I, I, like I said, I was watching his dad's live stream, and they'd actually put a van – in the heat with him. And I mean, we've watched those vans and I've called them. They're the, they're the new round back. I mean, those things are nasty. <laughs> and, uh, he put some, you know, took some good shots from that van, but yeah. also put some nice shots on it. So, I mean, he, he had to work his butt off to, to win that heat. So it was, there was definitely no gimmies up there. 
Were they taking a, a set number out of your heat, or was or did you have to get down to last? They so in the drivers' meeting they said they were taking two, um, and they did. They took two out of mine. The other guy I can't remember his name, Jared West. I think he was driving a Chrysler 200 to 2013. Never seen somebody put a car that new in there. Why not? Um, <laughs> Do it. That thing was a tank too. I he said that that was like the sixth one he's ever ran. Those things are tough. I didn't think it was gonna gonna quit. Um, the two hundreds, yeah, the two hundred replaced the C ring. It was similar to yep. what the Avengers were. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, the, whoever was driving that van just was pedal to the metal the whole time. He, I was just trying to stay out of his way and make tire shots when I could because <laughs> I felt it every time he he hit me for sure. <laughs> yeah, there was there was definitely when you guys went to the far end of the track, you, you couldn't see as much, but I saw him. Like I, I, you'd see him come across, and then you'd see a car fly, or you'd see yeah. a car really. So I, I knew he was, but I mean, we've seen them all over and those things are just, and even the noses on them, I mean, they get packed in and then they're solid and you can't do anything to the back of those vans. I mean, you could drive right to the driver's seat and it's not going to bother them. Nope. Um, but I remember when Guy Raymond put uh, Eddie Bellow in the back seat of his van, broke the seat right off at the, at the frame down at Whitney Point and Mitchell Jock, he had that, you get the, had that picture of a lease run wagon years ago at uh, Franklin County Fair up in Malone. And the back of that bumper was even with your chin. Leaf Springs just kept pushing the back of it. <laughs> it was fine. It never, never moved. That guy won the won the full size, won the full size trucks with a minivan, the same van, two or three years in a row at Wheel Days. Remember that? This yeah. was, I mean, this was back like yep. 13, 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, those vans are no joke. <laughs> what ended up winning the your feature? Do you know? Uh, Camry. Was it? Yep. Uh, James Decub. Okay. Yeah, yeah, James Decker. Yep. Yep. He, uh, yeah, he had a he had a Camry too. I think Adrian also had a Camry. So does that? I, I mean, have you been looking for the next Camry since you got home, or uh, does Dad have one lined up already? Or not yet, but that's the plan: is to hopefully find a another one. <laughs> Going to the dark side. <laughs> price of Camrys is outrageous right now, but yeah, every and that's that's the thing. You know, it's it's funny you talked about the the cannibalization of of Derby. Um, you know, at work we we have a lot of time to to sit and think. And I was thinking about that, and it was it was after um, I'd seen you at work finally, and we got to talk a little bit. Um, but it's crazy. Like when I started Derby, and you bought a complete car, and now you buy a car, any you know from a from a compact to a a V eight to a super um, modified, you know you buy a car, well then you got to buy a bumper, yep. you know what I mean, and then you buy this, and then you got to buy like you don't just you don't get a whole car anymore. No, nope. and. You know, it's derby guys that are selling the other derby guys, and but man, they put the screws right to them. Yeah, I mean, and it's, I guess it's the free market system. I mean, I, you know, I guys know what it's worth, so you know, guys are willing to pay. But I mean, it's it definitely makes it tough. I mean, it's and even you know, and, and we've talked a million times. Um, you know, the compacts are really picking up. I mean, you know, twenty years ago, there wasn't there wasn't a compact. It was a sideshow. It was an yeah, attraction. Was, but I mean, now they're everywhere, and I mean, great shows. You know, they, you know, Candace ran hers again someplace. Yeah, and but I mean, and it, it, like you've you know you've told me you know because I've I've never but I mean you know we'll talk at work and if I see something I'll you know I'll tag him. And he's like, yeah, that guy wanted a grand or that guy wanted twelve hundred, and I was like, holy cow! Like I remember when I said I would never pay a grand for a V eight. Like I'm, I'm like, dude, I I will quit Derbyan. I wish I could find a car, a good car for a grand now. You know what I mean? Like mm. I could probably get a Vic for a grand. Yeah, I was gonna say you can get like bubble Vicks. Yeah, but I mean I'm not, you know, I'm not buying a, a, a 73 four or five Cadillac for a grand. 
You know, I, so, I couldn't buy a hundred. What order them off a, a, a Chevy wagon for a grand? I mean, it's it's crazy. I want to hit on something real quick. Uh, Jacob Wood, he says compacts rule. Jeff Doberman with those, uh, he's, he's giving us a thumbs up. So on the topic of your uh, Cadillac story right there, I wish you could, I could find, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was checking up on Trenton Knight. Trenton Knight's down, a uh, Virginia guy. Okay. Um, David Klein, yep. that, that yep. group. And and he wanted to run this, this uh, I think it was a Ford wagon for ages. And he was going to have to wait till David retired in order to do it. Finally got the chance to run it. David didn't retire. David finished hung up on a wall. Trenton ended up getting the win. Jared Klein was second place, and Antonio Corral was third. This was all the Rockingham County Fair. Josh Orndorff was sitting in the stands watching as a spectator, and a guy sitting in front of him says, you know, would you be interested in old Cadillac? Out of the blue. It was a 72. <laughs> it was in storage. It was <laughs> That's great. It fell into his lap. That's awesome. And and he posted a picture of it, taken it home. It was all covered in dust and everything. He had like three or four people messaging messaging him for uh, the rims that were on it for for like a project car, just like that. Just you know, stuff like that happens too. Brett. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Um, it was cool though. I mean, it's you know stuff like that happens. And uh, last about talking about caddies and stuff, um, David Early put a post up looking for a. Four or five or six rear bumper mounts. So I happen to have a couple. So he met me at Canada. What was he looking for? Uh, 74, five, and six uh, bumper mounts for the rear bumper mounts for his car for uh, Iron City. Um, for, for the Cadillac? I'd rather not say. Okay. 74, five, or six. There's three cars that it could be. Four well, cars it could I, be. I'll five tell you after this. Maybe, maybe. I got it narrowed down to probably 12 cars. Yes, probably. <laughs> so he was there, and uh, he actually, his son was with him. We know it's not a Camry. No. <laughs> his son was with him, and he getting, was getting ready to. He ran Bath Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure how he made out. Um, he had a 60-something Mopar with a brand-new Redline Mopar in it. Did you know oh, Redline um, built Mopars? Uh, Fueled by Haters had a video about that. I, I saw the thing, but yeah. I don't know if they've posted the video yet. I saw I had a red line. I didn't know that it, it was a Mopar. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they, and I, I told Dave, I felt bad. I'm like, dude, I said, I would have just met you in the parking lot. He's like, no, a friend of mine, uh, Dirt runs. So it's, you know, it's cool. And Dave is absolutely one of the great guys of Derby's. Like, he is just, you can shoot the breeze with him. And, and his son's a really good kid as well. And talked to them both. And uh, so he's like, hey, look, this is my son's, he goes, he goes, he goes check out my son's new red line. And it shows him driving it out of the shop. And I'm like, is that a Mopar? And he smiled. He's like, yeah, it's a Mopar. And I was like, oh, my God, how cool is that? So, um, What were the stacks that were on it? Hmm, I couldn't tell you that. I was just enamored by the fact it was a red line Mopar. Four in a row turnouts, right? I don't know that answer. Mm. Mm. Almost has to be. Think so? Mm-hmm. They're not in Minnesota. Still, almost has to be. But, uh, yeah, so, no, it was, it, it, it was cool. Uh, let's see. What happened to the bumper? What bumper was on the front of his car? Paul's, uh, Paul's or mine? Or Paul's, I think. Rear bumper off my 75 Cadillac? No, that was the that Chrysler bumper. Oh, really? I got from you. Yeah, it was 70s oh, Chrysler yeah. front, it, front, front he, bumper. Front what? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a front bumper that I won Waterloo with. Oh, really? Yep. And then... That has to be worth $700. <laughs> yeah, that's about what I paid for it. <laughs> Wow, thanks, Paul. <laughs> you can leave now. That's okay. Um, I thought it was one of the rear bumpers I'd sold you because no, I know I your dad got... bought two bumpers from me. Yeah, I still got both of those too. Do you? Yep. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, real quick, real quick side note. Brett's gonna want his bumper back. <laughs> Actually, I had bought from Jeremy, so um, I didn't realize that was man. You junked that thing. Yeah. Holy shikies! Yeah, dude. Literally, I was driving here tonight, and I'm like, man, he he turned that that caddy because them caddy bumpers are pretty heavy duty as well. But yeah, as heavy duty as the front of that. Holy cow! That Mark is said insane. that Mark was saying that Jordan finished third or fourth, and it was uh, four into ones. Awesome. I also saw that if you're looking to, if since uh, since you're in such a giving mood, and and you're you're parting out your bumper supplies, the the post has gone out for donations for San Filippo. I don't yep. know if you saw that, yep. and of course, the list is swelled to 1,000 names almost immediately. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> 140,000 is the goal this year, and that will take the total of the 500,000 raised by the Derby World. That's awesome. Yeah. So of course, anybody. Um, I, I actually, I was going to share the thing and I forgot to, cause my mind is getting wore out, but, um, yeah, so it's, everything's open. Um, San Filippo, Paul Michael, you running anymore this year? You got anything laying around? No, unfortunately. There's still a full size in your backyard. Yeah. That might be sold. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you could, you know, knock the windows out. They got a pretty stock class down to San Filippo. I, I got time, so we'll see, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if you can find something. They'll find a class for you to run. Yeah. Well, they're they're it it won't I, be. I run economy. The one below me. I mean, it's it's DOT tires. You can have a floor shifter, but it's got to be a rod. Um, you can weld the bumper on, but not like crazily weld it on. Um, I don't think there's sliders or anything like that involved. It's it's a, it's a really cheaper class. Mm. And actually, the last couple times, a newer Ford has won it. So it's it's pretty cool. It's 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 pretty neat. I've actually thought about running that class before, but the, we'll see. The one so, is that show? It's like October first and second, third and fourth. It's the first weekend of October. Yeah. All right. Wherever my phone is. But. Well, I'd, we've got man. I love the fact that we're back on Facebook. Mark Benjamin's out there. He's hanging Hopefully, out. Hopefully, uh, get well to Mark. He's uh, dealing with a little bit of gout. Yeah, I saw that. Went camping, and I just think he's getting old. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Because Mark is a lot older than me. Somewhere around 11 days, I think it is. That's <laughs> <It's> helpful. <laughs> and you know what's funny? And I told Mark this. And again, you know, Mark and I started out not real friendly, but Mark is a great guy and would do anything for, you know, for me. I know that, and I would help him as well. But, like, when we grew up, Harold and Betty and Mark ran Waterloo forever. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark was probably running Waterloo at 15 or 16. So, I mean, he had four or five years in before I even got my first year. So when I found out that Mark was only 11 days older than me, I swear to God, I thought to myself, dude, I thought he was going to be, like, retired. I'd be able to have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> like, can we get rid of this guy? Because obviously he's so hard to beat. But, um, no, hopefully Mark feels better soon. Remember when Brett was up here and he said the only reason that Mark turned out to be such a nice guy is because he got soft in his old age? Um, I didn't hear that, but I mean, we could go with it. Cause you know, it's always good when those two get bannering <laughs> back and forth at each other. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, Mark ended up going to Hartford this weekend, even though it was NASCAR weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I understand that to be the case anyway, Scott Plumption made his uh, debut as the announcer down there at Hartford and had a, had a fun conversation with Scott Wallace. We were able to reconnect with for a little while on Friday. So that was awesome. Um, and uh, there was some examples from this weekend that I think parallel uh, kind of the reason, as you alluded to earlier, um, as to the reason why NASCAR 
uh, excuse me, the reason why Demolition Derby won't reach those heights that, that NASCAR is at. And, and it's because it continues to cannibalize itself. And the, uh, the example, as we were talking earlier, um, about how uh, the sport never lets anything get any further ahead than, than what the rest of the sport believes that it should. If somebody gets too far ahead, then they get too much this or too much attention or too much whatever it is, the rest of the sport just reaches right up and cuts the head off of it. And, and we saw that kind of play out a little bit uh, this weekend. And um, the, the example that, that came out with, with Kyle Busch and the news that he's, he's not going to be, likely not going to be returning to, to Joe Gibbs Racing, um, it kind of sparked a little bit of my memory. And it was a deal where when Kyle Busch got involved with a, with a truck series issue with Ron Hornaday a couple years ago. And Eminem said, we want a particular type of representation for our, our brand. And Eminem's has, they've, they've, the Mars group has sold a lot of candy with Kyle Busch's face on it. And when they took their logos off the car for a week, they, they, they essentially showed him like, you're going to represent us a particular way. And in order to get up to that echelon at this point with our sport, it's not going to be what happened this weekend. There was way too many videos going around of, of the nonsense that played out at a bunch of different places now. And we've seen fights and we've seen all this other nonsense. And, and I, I understand that that's just county fair level. I get that part. But I still think that to an extent, if that is – if that's where the general traction is – it's still going to be the general assumption that we're feeding into that that mindset, and it's it's not always necessarily good. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. I mean, um, for whatever reason, the negative side of Derby is, I feel, what gets the most attention on Facebook. Like, if there's a fight. Everybody's going to put it up. Yeah, it's shared a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. and everybody sees it. But um, isn't that the nature of what social media is, though? Yep. I mean... And that's the problem. The negative it. stuff is the louder the louder voice, no matter what. And that's the problem. But, um, and you know what? Here's the deal. Um, there's fights in every level of motorsports. Every level. Um, you know, I... I was involved in, in local dirt track racing for years and you know, there was always not every weekend, but I mean, there was, there was disagreements, arguments, fights, the whole nine, um, you know, all the way up through, you know, and, and NASCAR has the last couple of years, they've publicized it a little more for whatever reason, but I mean, it went on before. I mean, you know, when, when, you know, there's video from back in the day of Tony Stewart and uh, Robbie Gordon going at it, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, and obviously the, um, Kelly Arbrough, and uh, Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison. That's one of the most famous motorsports clips in the world. Um, but unfortunately, Derby gets known for that. And you know, I've I've talked before, and it, and I've I've actually dealt with it with my own family. Uh, you know, my brother was never a fan of me Derby, and he was always a fan of building race cars. And he's come around. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's happy for me when I have success, and you know, he knows I enjoy it. Isn't he the guy that cut up three challengers? Just one. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and, and Derby is, but I mean, until, like, if, if we could get, you know, if we could get the CEO of Advanced Auto Parts or any major parts store to go to Blizzard Bash for a weekend and see what those guys do from the first night 
till last night to get those future cars ready. Speedway Motors was there. Yeah, remember Speedway? Yeah. They had the derby. And, and I mean, go, go to bash, go to bash for cash. I mean, you know, and and this this isn't any disrespect. This is this is the truth. You know, bash for cash is an Ohio build, so they go to the they go to inspection. And King of Ohio has support from Jags. Yep. You, you know, you go to inspection and they find stuff, and a lot of these guys work for hours to get cars to where they'll pass inspection. And then when they used to run heats, you know, it was the same thing, you know, rebuilding a car for the heat, um, you know, and, and we just, we don't get the respect. I mean, and there's, you know, all the fancy stuff that they use for racing. I mean, we use a lot of it for Derby. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't think geometry or physics or so on and so forth, but I mean, pressurizing a car and bend points on a frame and, you know, all the other stuff that we do, I mean, you know, there's a lot of smart guys. And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when you, you know, take four cars and put them together and build one, I mean, you know, we, we talked to a guy in um, Kansas that took a Cadillac limousine, cut the middle out, brought the two pieces together, welded it together, you know, the whole nine and basically built a car. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, unfortunately, you know, we, for whatever reason, we can't seem to get over the hump and get people to notice the good stuff. And that's that's the worst part. A lot of it also comes back to the ability to get the exposure yeah. because the, the the vulnerabilities and the variabilities in Demolition Derby as a whole, just to be able to condense that down, I think it'd be a rare day to get it put together for a live element. It has to be something that's produced and, and shows up on like MAV TV or Flow yeah. or or on Derby Nation as a package thing before yeah, it's going to be able to get to, to, to mainstream. You're talking about Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown Promotions, um, they capped their point series this weekend. Cool. Uh, the Gut and Go champion was uh, Tyler Killenbeck. He won over Zach Jones and Noah Lynch. Superstock points, Brian Brown was 295. Tyler Crook was 290, so squeak that one out by five points. Bradley Job was third. And then in the compacts, Justin Lane, he won by a landslide over uh, Zane Higginrother and Austin Spada. Now, Zach Jones shared his trophy and offered all sorts of thank yous and, and um in the midst of all that, said that Mike Brown is going to be missed. Mike and Julie is going to be missed from promoting. So it sounds like this was the last year for them. And I didn't know that until we started putting this stuff together for today. Neither did I. So I thought that was kind of interesting to find out that Mike Brown, who's the just one of the monsters in Kentucky, you know, and and uh, Missouri. Missouri and all that that loop out there, man. He was he was a terror when he was putting those cars together. I, Man, we shut the microphones off, Paul. We can tell you some stories. About <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's stuff that we'd never be able to get into on the air because uh, he would find us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was a hell is a hell of a, a, a fab guy, hell of a builder. Um, drives hard, man. Does he drive hard? Um, Go on, finish it. Are we going to talk about what we left we were, motor we were parts? Exactly. On the floor? Gonna, we were talking about this. We we're going to talk about the exact same thing, though. So. Um, we were to heat, I don't know, first or second year we were out there and it was just, you know, two teams of four and, um, he always ran standard. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown always ran a standard. So they get this guy pinned in the corner and I think both front tires were broke off the car. So it was low and Mike was at the other side of the arena and Mike kind of gave him the heads or the hands up. The guy would pull a stick. And Mike started, and I think he got the third gear by the time he got there. I'm sure he launched in second. Yeah. <laughs> and did a wheel stand and on the way over. <laughs> he, he hit point, like the point of that 600-pound bumper on the front of it, hit the oil or hit the water, pan, or water pump and continued into the block. And there was parts of engine laying on the track. 
Yeah. Was, when they carted that car off, there was there was, there was pistons hanging out of the side. Like I felt, I felt yeah. bad for the guy. And Mike hit him. Mike hit him the first time. Yeah. And backed up and kind of gave him a sh- chance to say, you know. Yeah. You don't know how this is going to end, but it doesn't have to. And yeah. the stick didn't come down, which, I mean, if you're in Derby, you don't quit. You don't let your team down. But, boy, that bumper did some damage. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was, was very. And then Mike actually had to get out of it. He was he had some neck issues. and Yeah. He and, shared uh, some really interesting um, x-rays of yeah. what your neck is not supposed to look like. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, but, you know, it's, you know, and great. And it's great that they, you know, Mike found a way to continue in the sport for, Man, it's got to be closing in on 10 years since yeah. he hasn't drove. Well, I think that, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was promoting while he was driving, too. Oh, was he? I thought he... I, I seem to think that he took over that, that derby where he took that shortened car. I thought he had taken that over. Oh, really? Okay. At one point I wasn't before. Sure. I, thought, I thought him and his wife started after he'd retired I'm not, from driving. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't swear to that. I don't know. I, I couldn't say for certain. But some more news from out in that neck of the woods. Um, another Blizzard Bash celebrity, as it were. Kyle put a witter. Went back to the orange and black colors for Team Octane, and he got a win with uh, Ben Leonard, familiar name, I'm sure, for, for the folks that followed along those wars out there. And uh, uh, I believe it was the two-man extreme class a couple of times that we've seen Ben. And if I'm not mistaken, Team Iowa came out here with Ben. Uh, no, that was Ben Plate. I'm sorry. That was Ben Plate. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sticks up Sunday, and they won at Remsen, so it was cool. Um, the fuel pump didn't want to work on Ben's car, but Kyle was able to – to bring it home, so that was good to see. I don't think it was a Camry, though. <laughs> uh, checking to make sure that we got everything covered here as as we we motor through this. We still have some other other stuff to get to. Um, uh, why don't we regroup for a minute? We'll we'll take a quick break, and we'll uh, we'll be right back and tell you about. Should be the Fab Farm. Nope. This is. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia, specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, Jeffy'sFabFarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. Demolition Derby Life magazine releases 12 copies a year and covers all of the action coast to coast. For the Demolition Derby World, home of the hottest action motorsports magazine on the market, there's over 30 editions that have been published to date. A full-year subscription is $119, and past issues are available. They should be coming out with another release here in the coming weeks. Make sure you jump online and follow along. Find out more about Lexi Joes and everything going on with Demolition Derby Life magazine on DemolitionDerbyLife.com. RPM Group is a, pro- a progressive waste management business serving nearly 4,000 residents and businesses around Owego, New York. RPM Group can take care of all your waste management needs. Boasting a fleet of two roll-offs and six garbage trucks, RPM is fully insured and ready to serve. Ask about asbestos abatement and surveys, interior and exterior demolition, private parties and foreclosures, curbside trash and recycling, all that and more. Click or call, ask for Corey, tell him you heard about him here at the Crash Course nationals rpm group ny.com or 607-223-8714 
And the Unified Point Series was in action. Got some results here from uh, Selena, Ohio. Trent Braun got the win in the limited weld. Windshield class for Steven Sickles. Trey Manger won the rear-wheel drive street stock. J.D. Lorene got the win in the front-wheel drive uh, street stock. Mini mods, I believe that was with a compact, too, nonetheless. Um, mini mods was Corey Stoner. Andrew Davis won the pro stocks. And Berrien Springs in Michigan on the 20th. Limited weld was Jeff Heinen. Jeff Heinen got the win there. Uh, J.D. Lorene also picked up a, a victory. Out there in the rear-wheel drive street stock, uh, Dustin Nugent and Jesse Cushaway. They were they were battling out at the end. Jesse Cushaway got the win there. Front-wheel drive street stocks was uh, Stevie Hensley. Steven Sickles was second. Ty Richards was second in limiter weld, so that helped him uh, gain some valuable points at this point. Eli Ramsey won pro stock. Cody White won full-size motor swap youth class. Dalton Winterod won the vans. And Kyle, uh, like we said, Kyle Cushaway in the front-wheel drive youth class. So... As we've uh, as we've been talking a little bit about this, um, let me double check and make sure we didn't have any surprises on the, the rest of that stuff. J.D. Lorene is out in front with 134 points. Stephen Sickles with 118. Ty Richards is next in third with 68. Don Santel, Bill Miller, Trevor Jones, those guys, nothing changed along the lines for them. Scotty Drevenek still there in ninth. Jeff Heinen, 30 points, I believe, is what he's got to his credit. We did have, uh, we were waiting on a formal update there, and it did come in uh, to officially let you know how many points he's got to his credit. Somewhere in there, there it is. Uh, Jeff Heinen moving up, yep, he's got 30. So that moves him up into 10th, and uh, he's going to be seeing if he can gain any ground there. We've also got Nine more events left for the Unified Point Series at this point. There's a good look at the schedule right there. Hardcore is going to be the next one in line. Uh, after Oceana, we've got one more this month on the 27th. That's in Hart, Michigan, and then Labor Day Lockdown for Hardcore Promotions over there in Stoneboro on the uh, on the 3rd and 4th of September. Then the 10th is Iron City Nationals, and 23rd and 24th of September is Derby Icons, and that sets the stage for the final five, two of them in October, and then... Uh, oh, excuse me, three of them in October. I forgot about Dead Man there at the end. And then Hardcore's cleanup show on the 12th, and then Coke Promotions has the Turkey Derby on the 26th. On the virtual unified side of things, we've got no change there at this point. Labor Day Lockdown is the next one in line for that group. Uh, leaderboard stayed the same. The Realistic Derby Project um, RDP Team Rampage is scheduled to go off this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And then we still haven't got any news from Vito. i got to follow up with him. Uh, we've got uh, for that Compact Carnage event. And then September 24th is the Street Stock Showdown, another one of Vito's events. Follow up along with everything on the schedule on the uh, Unified Point Series, 527unifiedseries.com for additional details there. So, at that point. We've got uh, some other stuff to follow up on here. We've got, uh, there were some folks that are actually kind of waiting for this conversation to come along. Um, I saw uh, sort of some uh, some ticking of the boxes, how many teams, or excuse me, how many promoters are out there in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Eastern promoters, pretty pretty full promoters too, actually, when you start kind of thinking about it. Uh, Mike Rawls on, he's still promoting with J&J. There's a bunch of folks that are out on that side of the state. And, and there's a push at the, at least somewhat at the county fair level, to get all the promoters on the same page and get some unified rules out there. And this comes up every so often. And I just don't know if I, just don't know if I see that actually happening and in, in, in gaining steam and in, in gaining the traction. You know, if you're, if you're hanging out in the chat with us, tell me, tell me where I go astray. Where we see that happening most effectively is where you have almost the super promoters, where they have 20-plus shows, impact. 
is doing that up in Canada. Smash it. They got 40-some shows. We'll go over some of their results here in a few minutes. Um, we had a bunch of promoters that were trying to work together here in New York that had Bath, Unified Rules, Yates County, um, and they had Canandaigua. And it was okay to an extent, but at the same time, I, I just, I don't know, I just don't see the promoters uh, working across platforms um, as as necessarily readily uh, because it, it, at the end of the day, it's still a business. Yeah, it's, we've touched on it before, and again, if people disagree, you know, I I'd love to hear it. Unfortunately, in Demolition Derby, if you have four guys who use the same rule, four guys are going to read that rule different. Right. Um, and it's it's hard to get the same. It's hard to get a, in my humble opinion, it's hard to get um, an even playing field when you have different inspectors at different county fairs. Um, you know, if, if the county fair A, it says you can have six inches, you know, you can have huh. six inches. Sorry. <laughs> was I off? Yeah, you guys were talking during the commercial, and I never turned you back on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so what I was saying is... It's, it's, so eloquently, too. You're doing a great job. <laughs> um, so uh, unified rules. Um, the, we, the, the, the problem we have, I feel, their derby has... We'll catch everybody up real quick for, for what you were saying. Shemung, uh Bath... Um, Yates, Ontario. Yates in, in Ontario. It's going well, but the hang-up that you run into is you got one set of rules that's going to be interpreted 10 different ways by 10 different drivers, and then you get to the inspection line, and now what? Um, go. You know, you, <laughs> you, you, go to, you go to Derby A, and it says six-inch plate from the back of the um, bumper. So everybody me measures different, and amazingly enough, their measurement is what helps them the most. So... You know, you, you go to Derby A and go, yeah, but it's only six and a quarter inches. I mean, it's not that much. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a little weld and it's, it's not a big deal. And they say, okay, yeah, go ahead. Just when you come back next time, six inches welds and all, that's it. You go to Derby B and it says, no, no, right here. It says six inches, including weld. You, you got to grind it. You got to cut it. You got to do something. Um, you know, you go to, you go to Derby C and they say, well, you know, I can't let you do it. But that the car behind you, they say, all right, yeah, but don't tell anybody. I, I just got this guy. Um, and unfortunately, again, it's, it's part of the cannibalization. Um, it's really hard to have unified rules when there's many different hands in the, the, uh, the, the batter. Um, and that's the thing with the unified point series is unified point series has no – um, rules. No rule jurisdiction. No. There's no. They're, they're just there for. They're not there to litigate the rules or anything like that. The the promoter pays in and it's on the schedule and that's that. This year, earlier, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago, um, Troy Tag and a couple of his boys. He turned sixty, by the way. Did yes. you see that? Yeah. Happy birthday to Troy. What a great life he's lived. <laughs> um, but the, him and his couple of his sons and some other guys in California were talking about what it would take to have a unified rule set for California, and. 
you know, and I think it was actually Troy that said, you know, look, it's, it's, it's hard to get everybody to look at rules the same way. Um, you know, I've, and I've talked to a couple of people here. I mean, you know, let's say hypothetically that, um, dead man, spinning wheels, coos and, um, iron city say, okay, let's get together and have a meeting and we want to get our rule set equal. So you can run from Maryland to Pittsburgh. In my humble opinion, the way to make that work would be at each derby if there was two, three, maybe four inspectors from each promotion that got together and said, okay, you know, sit down and, and, and talked about, okay, this is how we're going to do this. How do you see this? And then, you know, you can make it work. Because you can have every rule meeting that you want, like what Smith Metalworks does mm-hmm. at the and and they get together with that that rule summit, yep. and everybody decides what would and wouldn't fly yep. at, at whatever different um, promotion shows, so that hardcore knows that these parts I'm are allowed. Frankie too hardcore. Sorry, Frankie. He, and he was he was even tuned in, and then you blew I'm him. Off. Into lo- I'm losing my mind, buddy. I apologize. <laughs> but they talk about what will and won't be allowed in terms of the parts vendors and mm-hmm. stuff. I think that's a big step, but I think it, it really would take something where you've got representatives from yeah. from somehow representing all that so that you can get that in line. Because you can meet until you're blue the, blue in the face, but you know when you get off the when you get off of that, no one owns that turf. Right. At that meeting, no, it's it's a new it's neutral ground. Yes. You get into your 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 home throws of stuff where you see all the changes with purses and you see all the changes with what what uh, promoters have to go through in working with the county affairs. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that you have a show and and you're trying to answer that master that day. And then you have all these other factors. I I just don't see it being something that that happens at that level across the board. It would be, have to be. One person somehow bringing it all under one, one umbrella. I've, I've talked to different guys about it. Um, I I think in order to have a unified, like it would have to be like Mark has an amazing thing going with the points. Now, if you know four or five of the larger promoters got together and say, okay, we're gonna, you know, like I said, and, and throw uh, Frankie in the mix, say we're gonna run derbies from a series from um, you know Maryland to Pittsburgh. You know, each each promoter gets like two shows. Um, you know, they, but they would have to, they would have to send inspectors to each show all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, you, you look at the, the successful motorsport series and it's the same inspectors every week. They, mm-hmm. they travel with the tour. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. You know, it's the same guy is going to be looking at your car every week. Right. And that's, that's in my humble opinion, you know, we, you know, like back in the day, um, you know, when, when Syracuse was still going. Um, for the dirt modifieds, you know, it was, it was a lot of the same guys that, that did the week to week stuff, but they also brought a couple other guys in cause it was so big. They had to, but I mean, it was, you know, they would, guys would definitely play in the gray areas up there as well, but you know, it was, you dealt with the guys all year and you know, you know, give and take and so on and so forth. And obviously there's going to be give and take in, in all inspections. I mean, it's, that's how it works. Sure. Um, you know, except maybe NASCAR cause it's crazy or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I don't know how you could do it. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of a, a lot of um, fair derbies are put on by fair boards who only see derbies as. Um, Frank, you guys listening? He said commonality in inspectors and policing it. Yeah, um, you know, a, a lot of fair boards just see demolition derby as a cash cow. They don't care what happens. They don't. They want to pay the basic minimum. 
and that's it. Because it, you know, a bankroll is what they do, and that's that's what hurts. I mean, I wish you could get fair boards together, but unfortunately, I mean, Chris and I have have you know seen how things work at different fair boards, and sometimes. And if you want your it. fair, if you want your hometown fair to come back the next year, it's a catch twenty two because they need to not pay you as much money so that they can fund the rest of the fair and come back the next year. That's that's this this weird exchange, and and I. I don't think that you will ever convince anybody that's ever been on the show in the last 412 episodes that they're going to they're going to skip their hometown fair. They just won't do it. They won't do it. And it, as crummy as the payout, it, it's hard to do. It's a chance for you to be a hero in front of in front of your family. It's it's your hometown fair, yep. and if you can pull down that win at your hometown fair, it yep. it, it counts for something, right? I, I complain about Waterloo every year, and then I still bring a car there every year. <laughs> and I did it for years. And I mean, you know what? I love Waterloo. I really do. And I think Kyle does a good job. And Kyle's in a very unenviable spot. Um, but you know, like this year, we had. Uh, uh, Bob Epgar Jr. on, and, uh, you know, he said, well, the cars were all built pretty much the same way, which is fine. You know what I mean? It's, you know, they got to a point where the guys that were all out there, and then go for it, have a good time. You know, that's that's great. But, you know, a lot of places you'll see where cars are way overbuilt, mm-hmm. running against stuff that's way underbuilt. Yep. And not only does that not make it fair, it doesn't make it safe. You know, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, everybody's, you know, we've said it many times, everybody's got to go to work Monday morning. That's kind of how it was Saturday. There was, like, some V8s that were really built, and then there was, yeah. like I said, they ran, like, V6s with V8s that were, like, chain and bang cars, and they were just yeah. getting smoked. Yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, when I, chain and bang, I love chain and bang cars. I mean, because they're the ones that there's nothing left at the end of them. They, You know, you could come out with a, a, a street sweeper and, and brush them off the track. <laughs> They, they get destroyed the most. I love that stuff. That's what the crowd wants to see. Yeah. They want to see cars fold. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't want to see one of them running against a, a Blizzard Bash car. I mean, that's it's just insanity. So, you know, I I don't know. I, like you say, I, I wish there would be a way we could do it, or Derby could do it. I guess I shouldn't say we because we aren't governing anything. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. And I would like to see it. I mean, I've, you know, I like I said, I, I do a lot of thinking – at work and you know i think it would be awesome to see derby have uh, a series you know that, that covers a couple states and you know like from you know april until october you know just two big shows a month or one big show a month or something and you know guys get behind it with money and i mean we see how well uh, mark elliott's uh point championship has gone in the last few years i mean it's you know, and obviously it, it wouldn't be easy to do, but you know, I, I I think it would be pretty neat, and I think they could get a lot of people to follow it. But, um, you know, it, it just it hasn't happened yet. Unfortunately. Jake Sherman, Jake Sherman hit another point: is the uh, the fairs are getting tired of the derby drama, the fights, constantly being told it is not good enough, and it's like when inflexibility means inflexibility, nothing good's gonna happen. The True. fairs aren't the fairs aren't flexible because they say they need to put the money into hiring a promoter and paying for the rest of the fair and the drivers say that they're not going to come back because nothing's fair, but then they end up coming back because you can't, you can't not run your hometown fair. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough situation. I mean, it's tough, you know, like, like Paul Michael says, you know, he, he complains and, you know, I, I ran Waterloo for most of my career and it just, you know, I, I won it once and it took me forever to get the monkey off my back again. To, to do it a second time, but the second time, you know, both my boys were there, my parents, you know, I had a lot of people there to watch me. Um, and it was easier to say, okay, you know, and then I had, I, I did go back after that, but I just, it was drama and bad luck. So it was 
sort of easier, you know, having my boys see me win once. And then, you know, I, I it's, it's a little, but I mean, this year, you know, I, I felt bad. My, my oldest wanted me to go and, you know, afterwards watching the, watching it on tape, I'm like, man, that it's still Waterloo. You know what I mean? Like it's still, it still kind of hit me, but I'm like, I just, it's not worth the, you know, and that's, I, I, I told Kyle, I haven't talked to him since, since he ran it this year, but last year, you know, I, there was a lot of drama and I'm like, man, I, I don't know how you put up with it, but. I miss it. I, I truly do. I, I miss running Waterloo, but it's just, I've, I've, you know, I, I can't deal with it anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Jake, we got to get Jake up here again sometime. I miss talking to Jake. He was, he said that the fair board doesn't get a dozen calls from builders because they didn't win either. <laughs> the promoter gets to field those and frankie guy he said he said it's worth an it's it's worth an all derby car try it, it's worth a try you'd rather try and fail than have it not work and and i mean i agree I, I it would be fun to see somebody tackle it but um i'm not gonna be the one real quick uh we've got some more events to hit on here before we get too much further along um, Fulton's got a four and six cylinder chain and bang thousand to win junk run 750 to win Saturday the 27th at Fulton I saw some posters flying around today for the Lake Erie Rumble coming up on September the 24th for rules and details it's going to be King Smash from Crash from Derby over at Fulton and then that's the Variety Kids uh, benefit show at the Lake Erie Rumble in um, in uh, in Chautauqua County so those are those are both coming up on the horizon uh, Sunday I don't know if you saw this uh, Mikey Kelly Won the full-size stock at the Indiana, Indiana State Fair. That was one of Toast's shows. That no, was... but Alex Vasco was there, and, like, the first seat that showed somebody parked on top of somebody that had been rolled over. So I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of those. That's kind of how they do things, right? Yeah, they, <laughs> that, was, that looked like a fun show. You were, <laughs> you were talking to uh, uh, you, you were talking to the point of cars being overbuilt and underbuilt. Did you see the picture that Mike DeFisher shared the other, uh, today? The one with the frame or the – He said it was a gangster lean. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Insane. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, that uh Did you see it? I did not. He had the he, he had he he was in desperation mode, so when in doubt feed him the cage. And they kept teeing off of the passenger side and everything was in line except for the cage was pushed right out the doors. Yeah, the the, the driver's side was like pushed out like fifteen inches or eighteen inches out from the from the cage, pushing against it and yeah. I don't know if you know her or not, but Mike's a little crazy when he gets in a derby car. Oh. <laughs> so uh, that sort of thing doesn't really bother him, but, yeah, it's crazy. And uh, Larry Bucknam, he won the one-and-done bone stock feature up in Vermont. Yeah, I saw that. So that was, saw that, as that, was well. that was exciting to see. Um, we do have a few more things to hit on real quick before we before we get out of here. So let's get this queued up. And I'll tell you a little bit. Hardcore wrapped up the Washington War Zone event on the 19th. They do have a couple of shows left on the schedule. Hobby stock was James Bandemir over George Barkas. Rod Pattinson got the win. Hammer awards to Brandon Corwin and Justin Yeager. Hardcore compacts. Ricky Yeager got the win there. He's had a good year with Hardcore. Um, and they do a final confrontation. They do their championships. And Smash It had that. I think it was the I-70 championship for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some other championships uh, series that go around. But um, like uh, I think Ultimate Derby had one. Mm-hmm. For a period there, and then uh, Candace had that as well. 
Hardcore Tour is going to head into the Crown Jewel Labor Day Lockdown in Stone Road, Pennsylvania, the third and the fourth. Hobby Stock Youth Combat, Street Stock Compact, Minivan and Truck, Full Size Trucks and Power Wheels on the third. And then the fourth is going to be the Youth Full Size, Hardcore Limiter Weld, Hardcore Compacts, Full Size Bone Stock and Power Wheels. They're going to be in Dunbar for the next two events after that. The sixth and the seventh is going to be the Route 40 Rumble. On the sixth is the Hobby Stock, the Youth and Street Stock Compacts and the Power Wheels. And then the seventh is going to be the Hardcore Limiter Welds, the Hardcore Compacts and Power Wheels. Then the one that everybody's been waiting for. Back in Dunbar, October 1st and 2nd, the final confrontation. The October 1st nut date is going to include the Hobby Stock Last Chance Qualifier, the Youth Compacts, the Weld Compacts, the Youth National Championship, and that's where all the youth cars are qualifying from all over, the full-size bone stocks. October the 2nd is the minivan, SUV, Heat, the Street Stock Compacts, the Half-Ton Trucks, the Hardcore Limiter Weld, the Hardcore Compact Championship, and then the Hobby Stock Championship there as well. I think they got a 70s wire class and a ladies-only event scheduled for October the 1st. All the details are online, hardcorederbypromotions.com for that one. And we've got the um, Iron City Nationals coming up on the 9th and 10th of September, 7 o'clock start time on Saturday, Stock Compact, two-man extreme class, Big Wayne Heat, and the first of the three street stock, or, excuse me, I keep saying that, super stock, uh, feature number one, pits open at 8 a.m. on Friday, Saturday the 10th, 6 o'clock start time. Power Wheels, Most Wanted Fine Art, Street Stock Class, Full Size Youth, and then the other two Super Stock Heats. The event is going to be held both days, New Alex Lions Club, 1874 Lions Club Road in New Alex, Pennsylvania. Super Stocks, all three are going to be one and done. 10,000 win in a championship belt, so there's 30,000 just in first place money right there. Big Wayne, it's full, too. There's no open spots. You're going to have to beg, borrow, or steal one. Big Wayne heavyweight class, 2,500 in a championship belt. Two-man extreme class, 2,000 in a championship belt. Street stock class, street stock compacts, 1,500 in a championship belt. Most wanted fine art, street stocks. Oddball cars is what's supposed to be there, but I think that's got some attention. 1,500 to win and a trophy in that one. Youth full size, 700 plus a championship belt and a fresh 98 to 02. Find out rules and uh, entry information online at www.ironcitypromos.com. And then the county fair schedule for Smash It continues to march on. Portage County is the 23rd and the 24th, and then they round out the month with Allen County and Dark County. September 4th and 5th is Stark County. Only one date in September this year. Then they move into the, the, the final rundown. October 1st was Coshocton County, and then Fairfield, the two-day show. Preble's fall, fall shows on the 15th as well, and then the annual fall uh, cleanup show at the Fayette County Fairgrounds. We'll round that out. Boyd County results. Street Stock full-size Devin Thomas won that one, and Street Stock mini Carl uh, Doddridge won that. Lucasville swept victory lane. 18th of August, Henry County. Caleb Joy won that one. He's from Grelton, and then the Pro Stock mini. Gavin DeGrands, he's from McClure. Lucas Husterman won the Street Stock Full Size from Napoleon. Street Stock Mini Classes, Trey McLaughlin from Elegan, Michigan, and Kylie Roberts from McClure. And then the Farm Trucks was Luke Paul from Hogate. Uh, August the 17th was Miami County, the Pro Stock. Uh, winner was Chandler Napier from West Alex, Ohio. Pro Stock Mini, Eric Wogeman from Pequa. Street Stock Full Size, Larry Zorns from South Charleston. Street Stock Mini was Doug Lewis from Urbana for additional rules, classes, upcoming events, and entry information. Jump online, visit smashdemolitionderby.com. So that brings us around to a couple other final things that we wanted to hit on here. As we're reaching the top of the hour, we're going to probably go over. Um, Jason said bull rider. I, I, I'm not 100% sure if I caught what exactly that meant when I said that he should come up here. <laughs> I don't know if that was like supposed to be negative ghost rider or what that was, but we'll go with it. Uh, Billy Bash, I don't know if you saw this, um, there was a mistake. They went back through the lap scoring, 
and Ron McClung, uh, the figure eight main. The, the win was given to Josh Beachney, and the actual winner was Chris Knight. They did a trophy exchange. Uh, Chris received the first place trophy, and Chris was given the first place money as well. Josh got to keep his winnings, um, but he did turn over the trophy, and, and let's face it, it's nice to have that trophy in the living room, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, I, but I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not something that you'd necessarily yeah. see that somebody's going to go back through it. it. It doesn't doesn't happen very often at all. Nope. Did you cover everything? Alan, Alan McNeil was checking in. Uh, he said, great show again. Appreciate that. So uh, there was some. There was a, a post being shared a lot over the weekend. Um, I saw Stephen Sickles was sharing that as well. I, I liked what he was saying. Uh, it was interesting, so I'll, I'll throw it out there so you guys can chew on it on your own. 16 teams of six, single elimination, team versus team, all the way through, so it's head-to-head -head the whole way. Bracket draw live. It's going to get rid of the politics. It's going to keep aggressive driving, and it's going to be exciting for the fans. What do you think? Is it going to work or not? 16 teams of six, single elimination. It's Blizzard Bash. Teams of four Blizzard Bash. Basically, you're adding two head to head the whole way and you do the bracket draw live it's going to keep down on the politics the bracket draw live I, when you have 16 teams of six it becomes the draft so you're going to have people that are going to be oh yeah excellent builders that eventually you're going to cross somebody that you know i mean how many times have we seen the draw give us two iowa teams or two oh, you yeah. know missouri teams or, or whatever happens along the, those lines minnesota teams bump into each other so and nobody's going to lift for for one another but I, I don't think that you're ever going to fully escape the the politics whether it's a live draw or not no it's I mean, we've we've seen the live draw, and then you know the next day we hear about the politicking. I mean, it's it, you know I'm I'm good six on six, let them roll. But I don't think you'll ever, you know, when when you get when it gets to feature time, there's always a list. Well, always the battle line is drawn at Blizzard Bash just with usually with how the cars are pulling in because yeah. because nobody's hitting anybody at the start. No. We've seen plenty of team shows all over the country where. The battle line is drawn at the start. Nobody hits anybody until everybody gets where they want to start. Then yeah. the derby begins. Yeah. And then it's haymakers until there's nothing left. Which is fun. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's my favorite. I mean, I remember Blizzard Bash features that, that you know, we look at this thing. It's like, man, we're going to be here for an hour and 20 minutes. 40 minutes. Everything's smoking and everything's done. Yeah. That's it. It's amazing. But, no, I, I, I was reading some of the same thing. I think it's got like 400 responses or something crazy. Like, when I looked at it the last time. I think it would be neat. Um, I think it'd be worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm up for everything. Anything like you said. I mean, it's you know. I don't know if I don't know if it if it being single elimination. I think that's where the where the hitch point is going to be, because it would be it would be a monster chore to fix six cars. It's we, it's already a mammoth undertaking to fix four. Yes. To try and run that through in one day on single elimination, I think that that's going to change the pace dramatically. So is it going to? Would there be a feature with? The 16 teams. So it would, be, would it be an 18 feature? It's single elimination. So you're, you're, you're head to head, but it's single elimination. If you lose, you're done. Oh, so, okay. so 16 teams start, so eight teams are eliminated. So then we have four teams left, and two teams. And then at that point, you're going to get down to, yeah, you're going to get down to your feature. So you're still going to have some, some repair time in there, but there's no concy or B main or anything. Man, so, it, it would be tough. It, it would, would be very tough. I think it'd be fun to see, but I think, I think it would be tough to keep the pace up. I was going to say, thinking gonna... about it, it would, yeah, I think pace would probably, 
I, I like the premise though. I think there's I think there's something to be had there, and we've seen we've seen that head to head thing work at at Blizzard Bash, um, and and it comes down to one of those things. Depending on the rules that you've got, you've got uh, kill or be killed. You know, we've seen those head to head deals where they they get after it quick, and and it's but the, the thing team that can organize takes like takes, you said. I I think it would it it, it would affect the pace. Because those guys know that, you know, well, they both, if you win, you run the next day. And if you lose, you run the next day. So, I mean, they know they're going to have 12 hours, maybe 14 hours to put a car back together. You know, you're not going to have. Topeka. Yeah. But you wouldn't have that here. You'd have, you know. All or nothing. Yeah. So, it'd be interesting. I mean, I, I you know, I would hope that they would drive hard, but. I think that'd be the biggest. I think that'd be the biggest issue. And if it's big money, I mean, you know, money's unfortunately in most places we've seen money slows pace. So Paul's already thinking about what he's going to build. I was just thinking about like people aren't going to have cars left by the time they make it to the feature. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not with a light build, no. No, no. You could. I don't think you could do Blizzard Bash Limited World. Even. No, I don't think it would be. I don't think there'd be enough there. No, unless you gave them. More time to fix. Yeah. I mean, you could do fix-it plates every round, but I mean, after a while, you're going to be stacking fix-it plates. Um, I don't know. It would be interesting. Um, it would have to be. I would think it would have to be a heavy build, no matter what the class was. I mean. Steven's listening. Steven just, it would have to be a multi-day show. I'm, I'm yeah. sure that you, you would have to have. Start on a I almost think I almost think that if you're going to have those three rounds, it would almost have to be a three-day show. Yeah. It would give everybody a chance to, to fix be, what they yeah, had there. Yeah. Well, maybe Steven, you know, retires from winning derbies every week because, like, it's his job to promote. And I mean, it would be cool to do, but um, no. Is that what he's going to do if he wins the, with with his uh, uh, points winnings this year? Second points winning if he gets it. I don't know. We, uh, we'll probably see him at uh, Iron City Nationals if we happen to be there. We could probably talk to him. Probably. 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 <laughs> probably. Interesting. I I really like the... I like the premise. I think. Um, okay, if if you're listening, Stephen, what what rules? Oh boy, what, I mean, it would have to be a heavier build. So, bone stock minivans. All right. <laughs> That's the case, I'm sending Chuck Bolin. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get harder than they've ever been hit before. I don't know. The answer? He's... No, not yet. Right. No. He's probably no, but... busy building his four cars yeah, right. next week. Well, he. Uh, um, there was some really interesting stuff playing out with the points. Like he was on his way with a car to Ohio, but he had already won there. So they were able to put that car in his pocket and he took it up to Berrien Springs. Yeah. So it, it wasn't Mark. Didn't Mark have a post of like, this guy was going here. Then this guy was going here. And then yeah, they changed and went there. They and ended up going back to Tony Godwin's place yeah. and, and making the car legal for Berrien Springs. Did, Tony's, it was Tony, right, that's got to have back surgery and is considering. I didn't get into that until we knew for sure what was going on. Okay. I, I, I had heard that. You saw the post. Did you see the post? I didn't know that that had come. I didn't know that that had come out. No. There was a post a week or two ago, I believe, that said that, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. But I think Probably there was, was I'm pretty. Steven's still there. It would have to be pro stock, compact, or full size. So like a, like what, like. Comparable to Iron City National Rules. Within within the realm of pro stock, it, it can mean different things to different people, but I can see where so that your your 
your car is going to be light enough to where you can disable somebody else's car and still have something left along the pro stock lines of things yeah. like 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 the super stock stuff and that we see in Pennsylvania that it, it'd be interesting yeah it'd be, I think it'd be I, and then get a good venue yeah. get some place that you know you're going to have the space let everybody spread out and do the work and and boy that would be it would be something it would I mean, with 400 comments comments on the post I'm sure that other people <laughs> there have, was there was a boatload I I can't remember it was it was a week or two ago maybe Stephen had that post up I, I saw that it had gotten shared today, and it just yeah. was something interesting that yeah, I thought. Yeah, it was pretty that, neat. I, I think it was like a now week. That we're back on, now that we're back on Facebook, everybody can tell us how yeah, dumb we how are. How awesome is it? <laughs> um, Chris Marcourt coming, you know, coming to the rescue again. I'm uh, so happy to be back on Facebook because Chris is the man. Um, oh, wow. I thanked him last week for getting it fixed. Not People to... really do get tired of that. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. They, they get tired of <laughs> That's okay. Send them, send them my way. Um <laughs> But yeah, back on Facebook, so that's great because we really enjoy the the, the being able to, to go back and forth, the guys and gals in the uh, in the chat room and so on and so forth. Did you see that Devin Germain snuck out and ran a van over the weekend? I did. I also saw that they were busy spending money buying cars. Yeah, did they just sell a whole bunch of cars? That's how they got the money to buy cars. I guess. Uh, just checking. How'd the van thing go? He won, of course. <laughs> um, no, uh, you know, hello to Devin and, and Christy. We haven't heard or talked to or seen them in quite a while, so things appear to be going well in Canada. They've Apparently, the snow is all finally melted. So got to, <laughs> what? The snow is all finally melted. <laughs> going to start flying again in a month. Yeah, I know it's going to be snowing. Up <laughs> they um, they're going to be busy the ninth and tenth. They're not going to be able to make it down. Well, it's too bad. Yeah, they got a show. They got a couple shows if I'm if I remember right. But in any case, um, they uh, yeah had a chance to run the the van, and they also bought a. Very nice New Yorker. Yeah. That black one. They said they said no chance. Oh. Richard Gomat? Yeah, he got the Imperial, somebody for Imperial. First time in 30 years he's had an Imperial. Come on, that's that's not possible. He's had every Mopar in the world. Maybe it was specifically the 74. I don't know. But did you see that Dale Randall picked up two smoking shockers? Oh my goodness. Whose name did he put on those bumpers? I don't know, but they are beautiful. Like they're both could be road cars. Very (laughs) Yes. Oh goodness. And guess what? You gotta be junk. Right? <laughs> gonna be inside out. Dale gets after stuff. <laughs> he's had a great year. Yeah. Yes. He's had a really good year. And and he's been able to get stuff that that can hold up to his driving style, yeah. which is a Dale's big a step. fun driver to watch. He's he's a lot of fun. Fun to watch. So you ever seen Dale? Nope. Dale drive? Nope. You'll do it one time and you'll realize <laughs> that's not a guy to make upset. <laughs> <laughs> he gets after it pretty good. He'll give you that look. You know that you can only make that guy a little more mad. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like a Chuck Bowman, just one end of the track to the other. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he is fun to watch. He flipped a car at uh, in the relic class. Was it the relic class no, or was uh, it the it was the seventies wire seventies wire class? I took it and finished second. Was it second? Hey, he finished second to Mark with that car, right? At, uh, at yes. um, road rage. Yeah. And yeah, used saw, it up. Yeah, there was nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a Grand Fury too, as well. Good, good, no, good news for him, though. I mean, that's good. He, yeah, two beautiful, beautiful cars. So. Awesome. Well, we covered a lot. We did. It was a good show. Appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us for a little while. Anybody that you want to make mention of that uh, before we let you go? Uh, I just want to say thanks to my dad and Zach Wesig, Nate Combs, and CNC Auto for always putting work into my cars. Real quick, tell the story about how you found out you were going to run that derby. Uh, I wasn't even in New York State at the time. Um, my dad called me. I was in North Carolina getting lunch and, uh, 
said, hey, there's Derby. This is Thursday in the afternoon. I was planning to leave to come home Thursday night, and he said, hey, it's a Derby Saturday. Uh, me and Zach Westick fixed your, your shifter because I broke that at Waterloo, and he's like, you want to run it? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I got home Friday, took the car to C&C and fixed the rear end because the rear end of the body ripped off the frame. I've never seen that happen before, but – so we folded the frame up and tucked the trunk lid over it, and that was it. Took it to Sandy Creek Saturday. <laughs> so I've been back in New York less than 24 hours, and I was on the way to a derby. That's awesome. At least it was close to home. And then he went to work that night. And then, yeah, then I worked that night. <laughs> so when night. I came in the next morning, he was just about asleep standing up. So I thought that was a pretty funny story. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Well, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, thanks for inviting us into your home to watch this one from uh, from Facebook or on YouTube here on Figure Lakes One. That's going to do it for this edition of the Crash Course Dumbest Derby Podcast. We should be back on Monday next week. No, um, uh, we are not going to be going to the the four hour format. However, certain I am that we could fill that. That would be quite the quite the dedication uh, to to do that. Maybe, maybe we've been close before. More than once on the on the shows that spill over and run a little bit long. Appreciate Paul coming in and hanging out with us for a bit. But that's going to do it for this one. We'll catch up with everybody again next Monday. Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel, and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. 